want to begin in the book of Hebrews chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 25. I'm going to read it in the King James and then the Amplified. Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 25. It says, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. This is talking about God, the God that we came here to worship, the God that we believe in. He ever lives to make intercession for us. In the Amplified, it says, therefore, he is able also to save to the uttermost, completely, perfectly, finally, and for all time and eternity, those who come to God through him, since he is always living, always living, to make petition to God and intercede with him and intervene for them. Say, Lord, thank you that you always, always intercede for all of us. Hallelujah. Folks, today I come with a message entitled, The Importance of Intercession. The Importance of Intercession. Now, let's be clear. Intercession is prayer or petition to God on behalf of another. Intercession is prayer and petition to God on behalf of another. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it ain't always about you. Now, I'm hitting it and sharing it that way because one of the enemy's tricks is to get you to be so into you that you forget about others. And you were born not just for yourself, but you were born for others. Amen, 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 amen. Okay. Folks, in 2019, the year we reach for those things that are before, with great expectation, with anticipation of greater manifestation, requires we each have a full understanding of the importance of intercession. Now, I don't know about you, but last week I needed some prayer. Uh, yeah. Huh? Well, you're the pastor. Yeah, but pastors need prayer too. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. And one of the reasons we come together is so that we can come together and know that we got each other's back. Right. Amen. It says, said another way, we each member of Eagle Summit must master the importance of intercession and flow in it daily. Now why? Why? Why, why should I be concerned about intercession? Why do I need intercession? Well, 1 Peter 5, 8, 
will give us an answer. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Whether you like it or not, there's a devil that's <laughs> an adversary in the spirit realm that wants to roar at you. And he's seeking whom he may devour. Amplify. Be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind. Be vigilant and cautious, here we go, at all times. For the enemy of, your, of yours, the devil, roams around like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. Now, I got to go here. In times and seasons of tests and trials, you got to tell your emotions how to feel. Okay? Emotions can mess with you and make you think that it ain't going to get any better. Because as you think, in your heart, so are you. And remember, there is a spirit watching you to see where you are vulnerable and knowing when to attack you. And it's called the devil. And it's called his hosts. But God says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, is walking about seeking whom he may devour. Parents, be alert until, until you develop your children and coach and teach and mentor and train them up in the things of God. You must daily, daily intercede. What do you mean? Pray. Pray for your children. They grown. Pray for your grown-up children. Pray. That's your life assignment. Well, they, they grown now. They ought to know by now. But you better pray for your children. That's part of your life assignment. Even when they're doing spectacular, pray for them. For those who are without faithful parents, the Lord graciously will raise up others to stand in the gap and make up the hedge on their behalf. Now, this is so, so important. There's a reason the Lord said, don't forsake yourself the gathering together and so much the more as you see the day approaching because you don't know. You don't know who prayed for you. Sometimes mom and dad ain't praying. Sometimes uncle ain't praying. Somebody, but, 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 but your brothers and sisters in Christ, they ought to be praying all the time. That is one important reason. We are told by God not to forsake the gathering together. That is coming to church consistently and on purpose. See, 
Your coming to church ain't about just coming to church. It's about the, the power of God when we all come together. One puts to fight a thousand, but two puts to fight 10,000. And you don't know who prays for you that you don't even know that they're praying for you. But as we draw closer to the return of Christ, we are warned, now get this, that the hearts of many will wax cold and stray away from God in every way possible. And that's what the body of Christ is going through right now. We've got many people whose hearts have waxed cold, cold because of all the things that they've been going through, but they've been trying to do it by themselves. I, listen, I know I'm anointed, but I need your prayers. I know I'm blessed, but I need your prayers. And I got, I got no problem saying, pray for me. Pray for me. Now, here's where I got to go. But the prayers must be of the righteous. Oh, God. What do you mean the righteous? I'm talking about those that are in right standing with God. I'm not talking about the ones that cussing while they fussing. Okay, hey. I'm not talking about the ones that are emotionally, I'm talking about those that are in right standing with God. The prayers of the righteous avail much. And to be righteous meaning to be in right standing with God. Meaning when you're in right standing, Lord, I, I messed up, I repent. Lord, I messed up, I repent. Father, I forgive them for they know not. Lord, I'm walking in forgiveness. Lord, help me. Help. I need your help, God. I want to stay in right standing with you. And when I'm in right standing with you, yes, I'm going to make mistakes, but God will forgive me. You know, I don't know. No, no, I'm going to. Listen, when you get weary, you will make some mistakes. When you get tired, you will make some mistakes. But God's grace is abounding. Oh, yes, 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 yes. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. And sometimes when you come to church, you just sit, you're so bombarded, you don't even want to speak. But somebody's praying for you. That's why we say, get on up and give somebody a hug. And then you get one hug and you say, oh, hallelujah. Just one hug because there's been a release of the impartation of the anointing that's on you. Say, neighbor, you got some Holy Ghost in you. And that Holy Ghost wants to be released through you every day. Ah, God. But again, as we draw closer to the return of Christ, we are warned that the hearts of many will wax cold and stray away from God in every way possible. You know that you have people that you're coming in contact with and they, you know they're saved, you know they, go to, they, they were supposed to go to church, but they don't wax cold because they've been bombarded by the enemy and he is taking them captive and they, this, they, they're frustrated and they, just, they, they, they ain't praying the way they used to, they ain't praising the way they used to, they're not, hey, they're not the way they used to, but your prayers avail much. Your, your prayers are giving them grace, and God has given them mercy, mercy, hallelujah, because I don't know what, but I, I was thinking about you the other day, and I just asked the Lord to bless you. <laughs> Come on now. In other words, choose who you will serve. Will it be God, or will it be the devil and his hosts? Choose. Hear the devil and his hosts. 
works constantly to make sure people lose confidence in Almighty God and his people with satanic delays and satanic lies. Satanic lies and satanic delays are the tools that the enemy uses to, to make us think that it ain't gonna never happen. Ain't gonna never happen. It ain't gonna never happen. And we, 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 we get so frustrated because, you know, I prayed, but it ain't happened yet. I prayed, well, what came out your mouth? It ain't happened yet. It came out your mouth. You spoke and you, you shut, hey. Because when I pray, I receive it now. I call those things that be not as though they are now. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. That's faith. Believing when I pray, I got it now. Lord, I thank you. You heard my cry. You're attending to my prayer. I thank you. Just tell the Lord thank you. Just tell the Lord thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Say, God, I'm getting revelation of the importance of intercession. Now get this. The delays are to make us weary in well-doing. The lies are to make us doubt the truth. Lies? Lies? Come on, folks. You got to discern when, you know, you're dealing with liars. And sometimes them liars are in your family. Hey, sometimes your, them liars are your best friends. Huh? And they, they stuck in a rut. And all they don't know, they, they've got fear, they got doubt, they got unbelief. And, you know, you my homie. Yeah, you my homie, but you're in the wrong season now. I need believers. I need somebody that's going to say, yeah, I touch and agree. I believe right now. Now you got the victory. Now you're healed. Now you're blessed. Now. Let's go to Genesis 18 and 22. Holy Ghost, help me. Genesis 18, 22. This is so, so precious. This is a, a message about a man by the name of Abraham who had a kinfolk by the name of Lot. Abraham. And, and had got so blessed by God that, you know, his kinfolk, Lot, said, hey, I'm blessed too, so I'm going to go in my own direction. And here's the, here's the delicate part. As you get blessed and you start blessing others, they're they going to get some interesting behavior sometimes. Everybody can't handle the blessing. Everybody can't handle the real blessing. And, and, and you got to understand, when you bless them, doesn't mean they're going to start living right. Don't, it, it, it doesn't mean that they're going to do what you told them to do. They got the blessing. It's all about the self. It's all about them. Here's Lot. Lot said, all right, Abraham, you stay right here. I'm going to take me and my family, and we're going to Sodom and Gomorrah. We're going to Sodom and Gomorrah. We're going to Sodom and Gomorrah. And we're happy in Sodom. And we're happy in Gomorrah. But how many of you know Sodom and Gomorrah, was, they, was, they, they, were, they weren't blessed. That was the wrong territory to go to. And they got so blessed, they started cutting up. And the Lord said, now, let me, let me check them out. Let me check them out. Let me check them out. Genesis 18, 22. The men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. 
Abraham stood before the Lord. Here's Lot, here's his homie, here's his kinfolk in an awful situation and by choice. Now here's Abram interceding. And Abram drew near and said unto him, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy not uh, and, and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be, that be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that and the righteous should be as the wicked that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, and the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. Now here's what I want to get understand. Lot is in a wrong situation, but he don't know Abram's praying for him. When you've been in a wrong situation, you don't know who's been praying for you. You come out of that, oh, hallelujah, but you don't know who prayed for you. But when you're in a church, somebody prayed for you. And the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for, that, for their sake. Folks, here we see intercession at work in the life of Abraham on behalf of Lot, and his family without Lot and the family knowing that intercession was even happening on their behalf. Now see, I don't know about you, but I know there have been some situations it had to be somebody praying for me. I, 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 I can't take any credit for it. I know somebody prayed for me. And I don't need no, but I know I got through it, but somebody prayed. Because I was, I was praying, but my, hey, somebody prayed for me. Say, neighbor, somebody been praying for you. That's why you're still here. All right? In our lifetime, how many have interceded for you that you will never know, that's so precious, about, yet you take credit for success? They help birth in secret with Almighty God. Ooh. Oh my God. Now go to Genesis 18 and 32. Watch what happens. And he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak yet but this once. Peradventure ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way, as soon as he had lift, left communing with Abraham. Now here's what I want you to understand. There, when you're praying and praying and praying, there will be moments when the Lord said, that's it. I'm gonna do everything, I, everything but, but, but uh, right now, that's it. He prayed for 50, now he said 10. And when he got to 10, the Lord said, I'm leaving now. Because he, he knew that if he didn't stay a little longer, he'd have, he'd have asked, you'd have asked for some more. But you can't grow and mature until God allow, pushes you to the next rank. Into faith. And Laban, the Lord, went away as soon as he had left communing with Abraham. 
and Abraham returned unto his place. Folks, here we see the power of one person with a real relationship with the Lord and how it can make all the difference in, world, in the world regarding life and living of the people everywhere. Right here is where the devil and his host lie to us the most. Your prayers can't change that horrible situation or circumstances. That's a lie. After all, you just, you're just one person. You're just one person. Now, 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 I got to go here. You got to understand that there are times and seasons that you do need the prayers of others in agreement with yours. Amen. One puts the fight a thousand. But when you're in the 10,000 zone, you need some all prayers. That's why when we come together, we are called the house of prayer because our prayers go up and the blessing come down, right? Hallelujah. Say, God, I understand. I need the prayers of others. Their prayer, your prayers can't change that horrible situation. Say, devil, that's a lie. My prayers avail much, especially when I'm with my, with my church family. Who prays? Hallelujah. Now let me take you to Acts 12 and verse 3. Let me give you another example of the importance of intercession. This is so, so important. My God, get this, please. Acts 12 and 3. Story about Peter. And because he saw it please the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quadrants of soldiers to keep him intended after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Now, eye contact. You may not tell everybody, but sometimes in seasons you're in prison. And when you're in prison, you need the prayers of others. Don't get so, so holy, so sanctified that you don't know how to share. I need some prayer. Will you pray for me? Will you pray with me? You don't have to give them all the details, but can you, can you pray in the Holy Ghost? Holy Ghost, whatever, they, whatever, Holy Ghost, supply their need. Holy Ghost, help them in the name of Jesus. I touch and agree in Jesus' name. And it says, Peter was in prison, and while he was in prison, people were praying for him. When you're in prison, you need people praying for you. When you're in hellish situation, you need people praying for you. Not cussing for you, praying for you. Folks, it was the corporate intercession that birthed manifestation, manifestation of Peter's divine release from prison. When the officials thought they had locked him up until they wanted him not to be. Now, what, I'm, what do you mean? If you know, re remember reading the story, the angel showed up and um, Peter was able to get out of prison. He was able to get out of prison and uh, the officials didn't even know that he was out of prison until he was out of prison. Say, hallelujah, say, Lord. Say, I'm out of prison. And the devil don't even know I'm out of prison. Come on now. Now, Acts 12 and 14, it says, and when she knew Peter's voice, here he is, the people that have been praying for him, she opened not the gate for gladness, 
but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. Now, this, is, this revelation really blessed me. Sometimes when the Lord works a miracle and somebody comes and tell you about the miracle and you don't believe, it's, let, it's letting you understand that you're not in the right place at the right time. Oh, Understanding. Peter's out. They've been praying and praying and praying and praying for Peter. He comes and knocks at the door and the person that, that hears a knock, it gets excited and knows, but she don't open the door. But she goes and tells the rest of the disciples, hey, Peter's out. Meaning, your prayers worked. And they said, you got to be lying. I just want you to know, sometimes the Lord ain't going to do it for him to do it. He's not going to make it. He, he, no, no, no. You want it to, it's got to be this way. But God has a higher way. God always has a higher way that's better. Oh, my God. And they said unto her, thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. They said, it's his angel. Now, get that part. Get that part. Wait a minute. You prayed for Peter to be delivered. He's delivered. And you say it's his angel. Wait a minute. I thought you believe when you pray and you receive when you pray. But, but here you go. And these were disciples. These were mighty men of God. They, they seen Jesus do signs and wonders. Now it's their turn. And they in la-la land. Because it must be an angel. But you've been praying consistently for him to be released, and he's released. What have you been praying for, believing for, and it's already done, but you ain't, you think it's an angel? But Peter continued knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Church folk, come on now. We got to stop being astonished and start believing and receiving when we pray. Instantly. Hey, God is supplying all my need. I'm blessed. I'm healed. I'm redeemed now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Folks, as I begin to close, take careful note of just how even Jesus' disciples had to grow up until they understood the importance of intercession. And see, I know some of y'all been saved for years, but even in being saved for years, you still got to grow up. I'm still growing up. Uh-huh. Y'all not that I'm still growing up. There's some still, there's some season when you still got to keep growing up. You, you don't know everything because God going, and he can want to expand your capacity to believe and receive his way. Say, neighbor, got to grow up. In order to go up, hallelujah, even though they had been praying when miracles took place, they were still in the dark in their mind about God's outcome concerning Peter. Like each and every human being, they too had the daily life situations and circumstances that had also to be addressed in the course of the day. But expectation with anticipation can also help bring the tangible manifestation you may be requesting. Eagle Summit, in 2019, the year we reach for those things that are beyond, importance of intercession must daily be practiced and understood so we can be pleasing to Almighty God. 
for far too many intercessions has become nothing but a bother and many simply rather daily do something else instead. Now, and I love you, but honestly, are you praying the way you ought to be praying every day? Not just for yourself, but for somebody else. Come on now, we got to, we got to, we got to amp it up. We got to pray for each other every day and believe for the miracle. Amen. Miracles ought to happen every time we come together. Every time we come together, I'm expecting miracles. I'm expecting signs. I'm expecting wonders every time. Every time, every time, every time. I walk in miracles. I walk in signs. I walk in miracles. I walk in them. Amen. Every time. Again, far too many intercessions have become nothing but a bother. You bother to pray. And simply rather daily um, think, do something else. Why? Because the love of God that is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit is allowed to get cluttered, cluttered by the cares of the world. Cluttered. Cluttered by the cares of the world. We focus more on the cares than the solution. Oh my God. There was an earthquake in California. And God, listen, prayers, prayers, my God, people pray by the grace of God. It happened, but their prayers are working. We may not have no earthquake, but you better be some praying. In Durham, in North Carolina, prayers. Why is intercession so important? One. Intercession is one daily way we work together with God. You ain't working with God every day if you ain't praying. <laughs> Intercession allows us to daily sow into the lives of others so they too can walk in victory. Sometimes you don't have money to give to somebody, but you can pray for them. Sometimes you don't have the answer for somebody, but you can pray for them, and God will give them the answer. Come on! Intercession is a weapon of our warfare that is mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds of the devil and his host. Listen, I done got to the point now, sometimes when I'm, I get overloaded, I pray for somebody else. I pray for somebody else. I don't, no, 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 I said, Lord, I cast the care, but then, then I pray for somebody else. And as I pray for somebody else, then my answers start coming. As I pray for somebody, my answers start coming. Say, neighbor, when you pray for somebody else, your answers will come. Faster, faster. Finally, intercession is another way to stay connected to Almighty God and His mighty angels daily assigned to stand charge over us. Now, I want you to know, you may not believe in angels, but I believe in angels. There's some angels in this room that stand in charge. I said they're angels. They were angels that helped you get here to the church today. Stand in charge. There were angels that, while you were sleeping, stand in charge, telling the devil, don't touch them. Don't touch them. Leave them alone. Don't, bow, don't leave them. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Your angels will stand in charge, and no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Hallelujah. It is, it's one awesome way we can daily flow it with Christ, whoever lives to make intercession. 
Now let's pray and touch base with Almighty God so together we each become better and better in intercession. Say, Lord Jesus. Say it like you mean it. Lord Jesus, thank you for ever living to make intercession for all of us. Together, we each wish to partner with you with the help of the Holy Spirit so we help your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth. Holy Spirit, help us stay strong in you and the power, say it like you mean, and the power of your might. Holy Spirit, give us confidence in our daily prayers that avail much. In Jesus' name, I receive, I receive everything, everything you have for us now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. The importance, come on, of intercession. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord.